Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates. Woo! And today, we're going to do a quick show talking about some goodies that I have available, like how to make mo money with feng shui. It's about 6.15 in the morning on Friday. I had hoped, <laughs> as usual, to get this show recorded yesterday so that y'all would have it early this morning. And oh my gosh, I'm just... I'm so tired. Are you guys feeling tired? Oh my God, I'm so tired. I think 2020 has worn me out and now we're back in eclipse season again. We had a lunar eclipse on the 30th and we're about to have another one on the 14th. We've got like this massive conjunction of sorts, uh, which is basically two planets on top of each other, uh, which is gonna be happening on the 21st, which is a solstice or the solstice, I should say. Uh, and it's really changing a lot of things. It's it's uh, a cycle that has been in place for 800 years that's coming to an end. And we're about to go into uh, air signs. So it's going to be all about uh, technology and higher thinking. And, you know, it's just, it's calling in a new paradigm. And I don't know about y'all, but man... My energy system is just, it's on overwhelm and overload right now. I'm super tired. I'm sleeping like 10 to 12 hours a night and I'm waking up tired and it makes me laugh because I haven't slept like this since I was in college. <laughs> I mean, over the summer, it was pretty intense with all the retrogrades and all the nonsense going on and there were conjunctions happening then too but I think that what made that time different for me was it was warm and our days were longer and now that the days are shorter and it's I heck it's here in Nashville it's dark by 4 p.m it's just you know and I'm working long hours and so it's just wearing me out so I want to talk a little bit today about two really great offerings that I have that I think are going to be incredibly helpful. Uh, I have one that's going to be for the new year and also um, just a request. A lot of people have been emailing me about my money class. I used to teach it locally in person here in Nashville and I've had a lot of people ask me to take it online for a couple years now. So I'm going to offer up great tips on how to use feng shui to make more money I've also got some great, uh, I got a great class. I actually uh, put together this class last year. 
uh, called New Energy, um, New Year New Energy. And I, I think that this, the New Year New Energy, I, what I really like about it is it's a very sacred package of ceremonies that you can do to call in the New Year um, to kind of wipe the slate clean and start over, which I think a lot of us can be doing, right? So both are available now. How to Make More Money with Feng Shui is uh, going to launch at the end of the year, but it's available for purchase now. And because we're in the pre-launch of it, you can purchase it for 50% off. Woohoo! Can you hear it in my voice? Good Lord. I just, I sound tired. <laughs> I just sound tired and wiped out. And I feel like I would just want to lay my head down on the desk and talk into the microphone. <laughs> would y'all mind? <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here. Maybe that will help wake me up. Let's hope, right? Mm. But it tastes good. It does taste good. It's uh, been super cold here in Nashville. It's been dropping down to 19 degrees at night. I think that also is not helping with my fatigue and my body just wanting to stay in bed. Whew. So, uh <sighs> The new year, new energy, though, I think is great for this sort of thing. I mention all the time how I do, you know, really cool ceremonies throughout the year, but none of them are as important as the new year ceremonies. It's a great way to, as I just mentioned, great way to wipe, wipe the slate clean and just uh, call forth really great, really delicious new energy. Holy wow. Given the way that 2020 went, right? I'd say we all need to wipe that slate clean, right? Uh, In May, Sharita Starr and I did a fantastic workshop talking about the energy of 2020. We talked about what was going on astrologically, and we also discussed just some of the things that not only I channeled, but some of the things that are very dear friends who are psychics and mystics and seers. Um, and and just kind of the collective in our our groups, our spiritual groups, and we deemed this the year of grief. And we shared in our class how to work with this energy, how to understand it to the best of your ability, and then how to use feng shui to help heal it, how to you know, work with it in a more aware, open, and accepting way. And that can be hard. Because I tell you what, grief has certainly been front and center for everyone. No one's been unscathed. In fact, speaking of severe grief, uh, I would ask all of you that are listening to this to please open your hearts and prayers for Tisha Morris and Rachel Lang. I had them on the show last fall, and I also had them on last December to talk about feng shui and astrology. And they are going through a very, very difficult time right now, a very dark time. Rachel gave birth to their daughter, Stella, on November 17th, and Stella passed away due to a heart condition. I cannot even imagine, I cannot even imagine what they are going through. And I know that many women have experienced this, and I think that more people need to talk about it. I know that a lot of women have miscarriages and, you know, things like this happen. And the thing is, is that, you know, that is severe grief. That is a major loss. So please keep them in your thoughts. Uh, I also ask that you keep Sharita in your thoughts. 
you know, she's also experiencing enormous grief. Her partner was diagnosed with terminal stage four cancer in October. And the list goes on and on. You know, um, I think that if anything, keep this in mind as you are out and about. If you are going, you know, shopping, if you're running to the post office, if you're uh, running to the bank, wherever it is, if you are going out and about despite the, the pandemic, I know that many of you still have to, you know, keep on keeping on. Keep in mind that people are experiencing incredible trials and tribulations this year, incredible grief. You have no idea what this year has been like for someone. You have no idea what their full story is and what they are battling right now. So keep an open heart, be kind, and show compassion. Because this is the year that people really need it. Oh, and it's such a great lesson for all of us, right? We've all been an island. We've been trying to do everything on our own and push and strive and climb and and do all these things on our own. And this experience right now is about teaching us that we do need each other. It's moving forward. It's going to be the, you know, coming together. It's all about that collaboration, which I talked about. I don't think on the last show, I think on the show before that. It's no longer about competition. It's about collaboration. It's about teamwork. So many people are experiencing enormous grief this year. They're going through a lot. You know, egos are being battered and torn up in many different ways. People are losing their jobs. People are being forced to move. Um, You know, they're losing loved ones in their life. And it seems like every single one that I talk to is going through something that they couldn't even imagine going through a year ago. And yet here we are. So I think we can all say it's a good time to wipe the slate clean, right? So New Year, New Energy is up on my website. It's at the top of the page. It's a packet that I've put together of my annual feng shui ceremonies that I do. And they're not only empowering, but they help call in new opportunity and new energy. And again, it's just really great. It helps you set up your mind and your spirit to really close out the prior year, help you come to peace with it to the best of your ability, whatever you're going through. And it helps you to come to rest and say, okay, this is what I've gone through. I am thankful for this experience because it has taught me X, Y, Z, but I'm ready for change. I'm ready to call in a new intention and I'm ready to call in something new. And what's really great about these ceremonies, there's three of them that's in there, and I do these every single year on the new year, is that uh, it also includes a fantastic ceremony on the stove, which we're going to be talking about today because we're talking about money and our stoves represent money. So this is a great way if you are someone who lost your job or furloughed and maybe not making as much money, if your income has been slashed, I cannot tell you how many uh, people I've heard from and just good friends who have completely lost or have had their income slashed in half. I was just talking to a friend yesterday who has worked in the restaurant business for many, many years and um, because the dining rooms are not allowed to have full capacity he there uh he worked at a very high-end steakhouse here in nashville 
And they called everyone back in May, at like the end of May, when the restaurant started to slowly open back up. But not everybody got called back. <clears throat> he basically got called to uh, say, we're so sorry, but we have to, um, you know, take the people that have families and, and kids and things like that. And unfortunately, you know, he's single and doesn't have kids. And so he got kind of pigeonholed into oh well you can do something else which is really shitty but (laughs) these are the times we live in and so he's been you know hustling basically trying to find all these odd jobs he's been doing uber eats and uber and um trying to do drop-offs for people and he's been working for labs i mean he's hustling he's just picking up any gig and job that he possibly can Uh, to try to make ends meet. And I know a lot of people who are in this boat that are trying to do the same thing. So one of the ceremonies is um, how to uh, open your stove up. The stove represents money. And so it it gives you uh, a really fantastic ceremony that's quite fun. It's quite tasty. um, But it helps you to call forth uh, new income and new opportunities to make income. So I do this every year, and what I really love about it is, you know, you can have a lot of fun with it and call in crazy, ridiculous, stupid intentions, and it turns out that they're not crazy, ridiculous, and stupid because, you know, amazing things can uh, show up from your imagination that you (laughs) think would never happen, and they do. So I think now is a great time to really get into our imagination and think big, right? We're in some fantastic energy to do that. So in addition to all that, I want to share two tips that are from my new course, How to Make Mo Money with Feng Shui. I used to teach this class here uh, locally and in recent years. I really got away from teaching this because I was like, oh, this is such kitschy Feng Shui, right? Like this is, uh, I feel like, when people think of energy work, they always want to, it's usually two things, love or money. And I've gotten kind of arrogant about energy and its sacredness. And so I've stepped out of the, the what I have felt is the kitschy stuff. But here's the cool thing. As I revisited my notes and my old class and, and or classes, I should say, I was reminded of all of professors just incredible wisdom and his teachings and they're never short of amazing and so what's so great is that professor never thought it was wrong to use spiritual wisdom and transcendental adjustments to adjust or attract wealth in his own words he said if one uses transcendental information to gather wealth And it provides motivation to expand one's mind to then use the power of feng shui in other areas of their life. Then it becomes an opening, an invitation for people to explore more. So I think that's great. I think that is very poignant. It's a a very poignant way of putting it because uh, for lack of a better word, I don't want to get hate mail for this. Um, but for lack of a better word, it almost becomes kind of like a gateway drug. And don't send me bad emails for saying that. <laughs> I got a nasty email a couple of weeks ago 
because I uh, apparently, I don't remember saying this, but apparently I said uh, when the last conjunction happened, I don't even know which one it was. It might have been the one in June. I said that the planets were molesting each other. (laughs) And might I remind you, there is an E on this show because I do say explicit things and I curse. So (laughs) if I'm offensive to you, then I guess I should just say don't listen. We have to have a a light heart, especially in a year like 2020. You just, you gotta have some humor. So I apologize, Professor, if that's insulting. But that's really what it is, is it's, you know, it becomes a uh, gate, an opportunity to utilize something, see its results, and then ask a question. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I could be a little bit more curious about what this could do in the rest of my life, in other areas of my life. So I think that that could be very beneficial to us to ask the question, to be, you know, curious. Hmm, if it worked here, maybe it'll work there. Basically saying, let's attract people to feng shui because... They have a very young addiction to money and let's use transcendental adjustments and show them the yin properties of spirituality and the properties of spirituality and all it has to offer them, which I think could be very valuable. So the biggest issue with money is that our desire to accumulate it is very young. Because the energy behind money, we can easily find ourselves, you know, we're pushing, we're rushing, we're striving, we're climbing. We can get quite nasty, right? If we really look at the patriarchal system that's been built, you know, it's this whole concept of climbing the ladder, you know, and I I, I did a little bit of research and I was looking at job postings and, uh, more importantly, I was looking at like sales positions and the wording that they use that, you know, they're expecting you to be a hustler. They're expecting you have an entrepreneurial mind to work all the time, uh, to not take no for an answer. And it's like, oh, goodness gracious. So that's really massaging the ego, not spirituality, right? That's really, uh, not a way of looking at this with a a Buddhist mindset of non-attachment. That's really an egoic way of looking at the world of climbing to the top, make more money, get more things, and accumulate. But accumulate for the sake to massage that ego. So it becomes this cycle, this circle. So to balance this yang nature that money possesses on us and we can look at this and we can say, okay, what we can do then is use a transcendental adjustment because as Professor said, it's a natural solution. It's a natural way to create balance of yin and yang. Ah, Can you hear the angel singing? I can. You know, he was pretty darn smart. I have to say, I'm taking another sip of coffee. I'm getting, I'm slumping here. (laughs) Mm. Y'all, this coffee is good. Probably because I'm so tired. Mm-mm. Mm. I think Tabby agrees. Yeah. 
Thanks for that. Thanks for letting them know you're here. So we can look at this another way. The concept of finances has a very yin nature because it's an idea, right? And the discussion, when we talk about money, the it's more that ethereal concept that's also yin. But the physical aspect of it forms in the shape of getting that bigger house, getting the fancier car, maybe, you know, buying more education. It's the, it's the young consumerism of finances. So young is more the, the striving, pushing, climbing aspect of it to get it. Because then you're consuming products that really don't serve the soul, they serve the ego. And the way that you serve the soul is to make that money and give. How can you utilize that money? And education could actually do that. You know, if you utilize, if you get education and you get educated in something and then serve, then that could be something that could be quite yen. But most people don't do that. But if you can utilize the money that you're making and serve your community or give back or utilize it in a way that helps the collective, helps build humanity, then you're creating more of a balance. So today I'm going to share two yin transcendental adjustments to help balance the yin and yang in your money situation. And I think that for many people, 2020 has been hard financially. It's been hard emotionally. Um, it's it's been a roller coaster, and I think it's been hard on us physically. Hell, I like I just said, I've been sleeping 10 to 12 hours a night, and I'm still waking up tired. I think just the energy in general of this major paradigm shift, this transition that we're going through, it's you know for us, as I say, us old folks, it's harder on our system. Y'all newbies, you know, that are young, you millennials and, and the, I think the new one coming in, the new generation is Generation Z, I think they're calling it. Y'all came in with the software. Us old folks, our bodies are trying to acclimate and adjust and my ears are just ringing like crazy, especially this month. The eclipse, a couple of days before the eclipse and now after the eclipse, my ears are ringing like 10 times a day and they're ringing really loud and for really long periods of time and I just stop and I acknowledge it, I recognize it, and I say thank you because I know that I'm getting downloads. So I'm just trying to honor it to the best of my ability even though I'm fatigued. But I think that when we look at what a year like 2020 can do to our finances, it's it can be very stressful. Um, it can not only be hard on us emotionally, physically, uh, and even spiritually, but I think what it's really asking us to do is to take a step back and have a better understanding of how money should serve us and what we can do with money in a positive way. So just keep that in mind as I share these tips. And again, these are two tips that are coming from the course, uh, How to Make More Money with Feng Shui. So if you would like additional tips, then you can purchase that now for, uh, it's currently 50% off. After we get into the new year, it'll go up to its normal price. So tip number one, the stove. As I mentioned a minute ago, the stove represents money. So you want to pay attention to your stove. You really, this is like the golden ticket in your house because in feng shui, 
It represents the health of you and it represents the health of your finances. Excuse me. So this is important because if you don't have good health, it's very difficult to make finances, right? It's very difficult to make income. So they, they kind of come hand in hand. And it um, represents money because if you have money, you can feed yourself handsomely. In ancient times, it was seen as you could buy more than rice. You could, you could buy really good, whole, great food, not only for yourself, but you could feed those around you. So that's a great balance of yin and yang because you're getting the money, which is yang, and then you're sharing the fruits of that money, which is yen. And that's what you have to do. You have to have a balance of yin and yang to balance out that energy. That's what we call the Tao. It's the way. It's the the way of nature. When you're far too yang, which is where our society is, I always say we're if you're far too uh, yang, you're far too wrong. Got to have a balance. So in ancient times, the hearth and the stove meant you had a healthy existence. If it were it was you know full of nutritious food, you could t- take care of yourself. You could take care of your family and quite possibly take care of your neighbor. So you want to make sure that your stove is in good working order. You want to make sure that all the burners are working correctly. You want to make sure that all of the knobs are um, pristine, that they're clean. You want to pull those knobs off, make sure that it's clean underneath. You know, you want to get in all those crevices and, you know, all the little parts and pieces because anything that's hidden um, is, it, it could deter and, and make things a little bit dirty or complicated or rough or um, make things complicated. So make sure all the burners work. Make sure it's clean. Make sure all the, the parts function well. It's also really important that you keep it clean all the time. I can't tell you how many times I go to a client's home and the stove itself is really gross and dirty like the, you know, like the old school uh, electric ones that they've got the little silver trays underneath like the top of the stove is clean but those little trays are just nasty (laughs) they got all kinds of food crumbs and crap burnt on them or if you have one of those uh cooktops that's glass and it's got all kinds of crud like burnt and charred onto it like do everything you can to clean that up and get that stuff off and make sure that you clean all around it and the inside as well if you've got uh, a combination where it's a cooktop and a stove you want to get inside of the stove at least once a year if you cook a lot if you bake a lot and there's a lot of crud and stuff uh, all over the glass and all over the interior of the oven make sure you clean that it's super easy you can take something like oven off let it sit and then wipe it clean so today we have paper money but traditionally money was made of shiny coins so the shinier you can make your stove the more it attracts shiny money pretty cool so I remember uh when did I go to Rachel's house I did a show on that I think it wasn't last year I think it was the year before I it was it was in 2018 I went to Rachel uh Rachel's house um down in Louisiana she's also an interior designer uh Rachel Cannon and I walk into her house and her cooktop is completely like oh goodness gracious it was like ripped out of the uh 
countertop and it had a big black trash bag around it and it was just kind of like sitting on his on her counter and I'm like what in holy hell is going on here like what <laughs> what are you doing here she goes oh one of the burners broke and then another burner broke and I just got pissed off and so I just ripped it out of the counter and I threw a trash bag on it and I'm like oh okay so this just happened like what last week and she goes oh no it was like six months ago well you know all of a sudden the pipes in her house broke and flooded her house so she ended up having to and of course there was a loophole in her insurance that apparently didn't cover this so she ended up having to fork over like six thousand dollars to replace the floors then it turns out that some of the damage went into her electrical work which was another five thousand dollars and so what it ended up becoming was this money pit and so I had to explain to her the correlation between the energy of her stove and how feng shui works and how this was disrupting her finances. And she was definitely open to it, but I could tell she was raising an eyebrow. Like, hmm, really? My stove is causing this? I have a hard time believing that. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> so anyways, she fixed it. She had someone repair it, even though she has now completely remodeled her kitchen but she had someone repair it and as soon as that happened then the insurance came through and said that they were going to cover it so change of fate just like that and even she was like holy crap this is amazing that is the amazing beauty of feng shui that is a transcendental cure you can't explain it we, we call it the shushar you can't explain it it's unreasonable it's illogical but it works all right Tip number two, pay attention to your desk. Many people are now working from home and your desk is not only where you come up with the big ideas, but it's where you create, right? Man, you sit at your desk. Like I know when I sit at my desk, I like I'm still writing Feng Shui for the Soul. Hopefully someday that book will be done. Sharita seems to think that I'm going to have it done in the next couple of weeks because this eclipse is apparently hitting in my creative center. So it's coming along. It's almost done. I only have two more chapters to go and Feng Shui for the Soul will be done. Of course, then I have to go through editing and all that nonsense, but at least the first draft will be done. But when you're sitting at your desk, that's kind of like a portal, so to speak. When you sit down at that portal, the big ideas come in. Things like big creations, uh, you kind of get those ahas, right? And those creations, those big ahas are what make you money. Because when you come up with those, whether you work for someone else or you work for yourself, ideas are where we are supposed to be at. We are creative beings. It's why we're here. We're not here to grind on routine and, you know, our habitual habits. We are here to create. But, you know, going outside of the norm which we call the norm, which is actually incorrect. But when we go outside of that, it can be scary because it goes, takes us into the unknown. We like to stay in our little boxes because it's comfortable. We know what to expect. We know the result that will come of it. But if we can pay attention to our desk and we honor those creations, those ahas, then the money will flow to you. Then the big ideas can pay off. And again, whether you're working for someone or you work for yourself, 
Those are the big ideas. I remember uh, many, many, many years ago when I was sitting at my desk and I, I write about this in Feng Shui for the Soul, how I came up with the top five disruptors. My good friend Sarah had contacted me. She was getting uh, married and she wanted to, she and her uh, new husband, soon to be new husband, were going to purchase a home. And she asked me if I could come up with a checklist of things that they should look for in their new home. Well, I gave her like 200 things. And she was like, oh my God, Amanda, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Are you freaking kidding me? She's like, this is like a where's Waldo. I can't look at all this crap for one house. And so anyways, fast forward a couple of years later, that's how I ended up with the top five disruptors. I remember the very day. I remember I was sitting at my desk and I was thinking about, okay, I'm putting together this, uh, I was putting together a class for here in Nashville. And I was like, I need to have a system. I need to create my own system that is a great starting point for a brand new person, for somebody who's brand new to feng shui. What does this look like? What are the things that they really need to be paying attention to? And I remember getting this aha, like this inspiration from spirit saying, call it the top five disruptors. And I remember texting Amy Ray and saying, I just got this download. They're telling me to call it the top five disruptors. And she was like, girl, I love it. It's simple, it's easy, and it's practical. It's something that even I could do. And that's when I knew I had hit the the nail on the head. I knew that I had done it. And that had happened when I was sitting at my desk and I was just contemplating. So you want to make sure that those big ideas and creations that pay you money are able to happen at your desk. But in order for that to happen, for you to get those ideas, you have to make sure that your desk is in command which means that you can see the door from wherever you're sitting. And you also have to make sure that it's not a temporary situation. This is really important for you listening uh, today because I know a lot of you have emailed me about this saying, hey, uh, I was going into the office every day and now I'm not. I've been uh, furloughed at home. My company has given me a laptop and I'm supposed to be working from home. I don't have a desk, but I'm sure that I'll be going back into the office anytime now. So one lady was uh, telling me that she's been sitting at a flimsy, like a Costco folding table. And a lot of you have told me that you're sitting in the kitchen, like at the counter or uh, another very alarming amount of people have been sitting at the dining table. So you have to understand that transcendental feng shui takes energy very seriously. So a temporary situation whether you're in a dining room, uh, kitchen, flimsy Costco temporary folding table, it's going to leave you distracted. Uh, Maybe you're going to be thinking about food. Um, You're going to be thinking that it's a temporary situation. So you may be holding on. You may be holding on to those ideas or maybe you're suppressing the ideas because you don't feel fully relaxed on a subconscious level. So you're essentially mixing energies that shouldn't be mixed. And the thing is, is that if you are still working from home, we're not at the end of the year. So you need to create a permanent situation. So it's not too much effort to clear your day of work, right? So if you are working at home and you're in this temporary situation, you have to remember that the other thing is, is not only are you um, holding back, but you might find that it's too much effort 
to clear your day of work. If you're just spread out in some random situation like a dining room, kitchen, uh, temporary folding table that's set up in the living room, it can be hard for you to shut off. Your desk should be a portal. It should be a situation where you walk through a doorway in a permanent situation to work. And then when you're done, you can clean up your desk and walk through that portal and be done. Otherwise, everything's going to feel shaky and unstable. A temporary uh, situation attracts unstable circumstances. It attracts instability. And it doesn't allow your system to really attract those big ideas. It's a transcendental thing. It's a subconscious thing. So make sure that you set up in the guest bedroom. Hell, if you have to set up in a closet, it doesn't matter. Make the area beautiful. Make the area inspiring. Do everything that you can so that when you enter that portal, you want to get to work. You want to start reflecting and thinking and and doing your job to the best of your ability. And make sure that you have a desk that is inspiring, that makes you feel good, that makes you want to work because your desk is what makes you money and again this doesn't matter if you work for yourself or you work for someone else your desk is where you are king or queen for the time that you're working so in order to claim stake on those big ideas and the creations that you come up with you have to be rooted you have to uh, be grounded Otherwise, those ideas could be taken from you and, uh, you know, they could be quite fleeting. I mean, think about um, how creative you have to be just to come up with some uh, of your emails. Sometimes when I do emails, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to just like revisit this. I need to come back to this. So even the most mundane things require creativity. I have these and many other tips that I'll be sharing in my new course, How to Make More Money with Feng Shui. I share a lot of wisdom from Professor. Design details to look for uh, in your own home that are preventing wealth. And I also give tons of great tips on how to adjust your home to become a money-making machine. Woohoo! Hot damn! Um, You know, and I I think it's important to um, understand how certain design details can hinder you from attracting money. And I should... Uh, remind you that one of the ceremonies in the New Year New Energy Packet also includes a fantastic ceremony. Once you get it clean, once it's working perfectly, uh, there's a fantastic ceremony that you can do in there that amps all this up, that takes it to the next level. It's a a fantastic transcendental um, ceremony that you do at the New Year that calls forth money. And it's really cool. I think another thing I should mention is one of the reasons why I have not done this course is I wanted to really uh, pay attention to the design details, the ceremonies, the adjustments, all of the things that I've added in both of these courses. I wanted to experiment with myself. I do a lot of these every year anyways, but I wanted to really pay attention to Uh, the ceremonies that I do and the results that I get. And that's really important because I think a lot of times practitioners will share tips and tricks and, um, you know, what what does that mean? What does it do? What did you get sort of thing? And so I'll I'll share with you a really great example. 
uh, a couple of months ago, uh, September, like end of August, beginning of September, I needed uh, to make $3,000. I needed $3,000 because August was a very shy month for me and my rent was due. And I was like, holy shit, I got to make money. Oh my God, I got to come up with $3,000. You know, um, so one of the uh, adjustments that I, one of the tips that I offer in the course, I actually was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to experiment with it and I'm going to call in $3,000. And so I did it, and 10 days later, I attracted $3,000. Woohoo! Hot damn! Hallelujah! <laughs> so this stuff works. The transcendental stuff works. And so that's why I think um, this course is going to be really exciting for people because it will help you to uh, get into the space of the unknown and uh, with an open heart and mind and train, you know, really change your, uh, and transition your situation, um, and kind of get out of your own way, which I think a lot of us need right now, right? (laughs) All right, everyone. My name is Amanda Gates. I hope you've enjoyed this show today for more info on both the new year, uh, new energy ceremony, uh, class and the how to make more money class. Just head on over to my website. Both classes are at the top of the homepage, interiorvibes.com. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a review. We would love to uh, hear from you. Even if you're complaining about me saying things you don't like, eh, it's all good, right? (laughs) All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.